0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. If you're ready to get your physical, emotional, and spiritual life in order, Join us for the next hour as we meet some interesting people who will share stories of success and wisdom that you can apply to your own life. Now, here's Dr. Connie.
1: Welcome, everyone, for tuning in for this week's show. I'm Dr. Connie. I'm your host for your dose of positive radiotherapy. This is the antidote to the negative news that is infecting our airwaves today. I always like to start off with my honorable mentions. First of all, I want you to know, I I got back from San Antonio this week with my husband. We spent last weekend at an aviation conference that had over 100 special types of airplanes we call the TBM-900 series. It was at a convention, our annual aviation convention, and it was the biggest one they've ever had. Lots of good training for all the pilots and the ability for the spouses to get together and learn how to land those planes in case of emergencies. But the highlight for me was a very eye-opening presentation by their uh, special guest speaker, Tony James, who's a retired FAA inspector, who investigated the crash site of United Airlines 93. You know, that plane was one of the three that was hijacked on 9-11. That was the one that was forced into the field in Shanksville, pennsylvania and he has some incredible findings from that investigation i hope to bring tony onto my show one day i'm going to help him find ways to spread uh... his information and to hopefully get a book written out in the future while i was in san antonio i connected with one of my cousins my cousin ronnie He is the son of my uncle, Bert, who is 91. He's my dad's younger brother, dad's 93. Ronnie's retired US Air Force medic. His wife, Lucy, was there to come see me. Uh, His kids are Nina and Patrick. They brought, uh, Nina brought her husband, Reggie. Patrick brought his girlfriend, Amanda. And I love being able to break stereotypes. When I look at my niece and nephew who are Filipino, they grew up in Texas and when you talk to them they've got that southern drawl and it's just such a delightful thing when when people look at you and you you look Asian they assume you don't speak English and you start doing that Texas drawl it really it's a fun thing to shatter their stereotypes and I always love doing that speaking of San Antonio uh, last night my husband John and I were at a farewell dinner to honor one of our ministers at our church reverend jimmy scott and his wife mary they're moving to san antonio in the next few weeks to the unity church there we're going to miss you jimmy for your wisdom and your kindness uh... his wife mary i really adore her she sits in the front row of church every sunday service she always wears a gorgeous hat and she has matching attire with her purse or earrings or shoes she is such a clothes hard she's incredible so best of luck to you reverend jimmy and mary thank you for being a guiding light to us now today is a very special day in the studio because I'm honoring my beauty team, and when you grow up like me, always thinking you're never good enough, you're never pretty enough, there was a time in my life I said, you know, I may not have been born pretty by American standards, but if I'm successful and I work hard, you can make pretty happen. You can make that happen. So I'm going to do an honorable mention to several people from my beauty team who couldn't be here today. There's Christy and Janet and Barb at Par Excellence Salon. And there is Nia, who uh, is my eyelash tech. There's Victoria, who does my brows. Have I missed anybody? Oh, there is my massage therapist, Suzanne Pomfret, who comes up to the house. And my other massage therapist at the Enchantment Resort in, at Miyamo. And that's uh, Stefa, Stefa, who's actually here in town. So I want to thank all of you for all your hard work. And now people think, "Oh my gosh, you're so high maintenance. You've got a whole beauty team." I don't consider it high maintenance. I consider it self-maintenance, maintenance. I consider it regular routine taking good care of yourself. And maybe it not cuz I've adopted totally the Scottsdale life life, you know, the lifestyle where someone goes, "Oh, you live in Scottsdale. What's a Scottsdale emergency like when you don't have enough cell on your phone and you have to wait in Starbucks for for your frappuccino?" But Part of what we do in maintaining our beauty and our health is, is really having a team of people we trust and rely upon. And as I think of that team, I would be remiss in not mentioning one of the oldest members of my team who has always been special to me, and that's my long-term hairstylist, Greg Breitling. And Greg, I have to mention because I couldn't do a show without mentioning him, he's been he'd been styling my hair for the past 15 years until he had to retire from the industry this past year for health reasons so i think of him i always wish him well i think of greg and how special he is because he's somebody i would see every four to six weeks as a minimum to cut or style or color my hair he was privy to every major event in my life during the past fifteen years including job changes divorce remarriage grandchildren You name it, he was there. He was the only non-family member to attend my wedding over seven years ago when John and I got married in Aspen. When I told him I was engaged, he says, you cannot get married without me there making sure you have a good hair day. So he was there at the wedding. And so I really, I wanted to thank him for all the time and effort and love and care when it came time to move on to another stylist i I almost felt like i was cheating on greg it was really hard to do i I, you know we are so loyal to the people who take care of us so you can see you know if you're a woman you're going to probably understand that that you have a special bond with your hairdresser and this bond extends not only your hairdresser but to your nail technician and i live in scottsdale and here manicures and pedicures are aren't a luxury. They're maintenance. You know, you just gotta have that good maintenance. In fact, salon appointments for your hair, for the styling, the cutting, your nail work, all of those I really believe tend to get top priority over things such as our medical appointments. I'll give you an example in my practice. I have a concierge practice in Scottsdale. I have about three hundred very interesting successful patients <clears throat> and when we call our patients and say it's time for your annual exam come in for your breast exam pap smear or your prostate depending on whether you're male or female a lot of times we'll get <clears throat> patients who say listen let me take a look oh I, I can't make it i've got a i've got a hair coloring appointment that day or i'm getting my nails done could you move it till after i get my spa salon appointment done so i'm realizing that the hair and nails wax and facials often get priority over routine medical visits. Now, if it is an emergency, a lot of times they'll say, okay, I have to cancer my hair appointment, I'm not feeling well, and I tell patients, if you're not feeling well, do not go to the salon, do not infect people, you're not well enough to go there. And it's interesting, when you look at grooming, one of the signs that I I would teach young residents and interns in hospitals, and we call it the the grooming sign for example if patients admitted to the hospital you feel horrible obviously you're not wearing your makeup and then when you do rounds as you're getting ready to discharge patients and when you walk up to see mrs smith and her hair is all combed and she's putting on her lipstick you know she's ready to go home that's a really good sign the patients ready to go home So everyone's got their priorities about what's important and we just we shifted around So why is it so important to have your hairdresser, your nail tech, your esthetician? In other words, why are these people so important to us? Well, if you're over 50, remember, I don't know if you remember this, there was the commercial on TV about that particular hair product that says, the, the, the announcer asks, does she or doesn't she? Only her hairdresser knows for sure. I don't know if you remember that. So this tends to imply that the hairdresser is the keeper of secrets, right? So why is that? Well, my theory is that women, and perhaps men, tell their hairdressers and their nail techs and probably their massage therapists as many secrets as possible, and they tell them more things that they would ever tell their own doctor. I really believe that. I, I really t- I believe it's the haird- hairdresser salon secret rule versus you're gonna tell them more than what somebody will reveal to me in my exam room. Now, why do patients hide? information from their doctors i I looked on the internet i researched that there was a study done by cleveland clinic as well as general electric several years back and they did a poll where they found that about a fourth of patients over two thousand patients in this poll a fourth of them admitted that they not only had secrets but they lied to their doctors now then they looked at doctors and they looked at 1200 doctors and they polled them and the docs said twenty-eight percent felt that at least half their patients have told them lies while seventy-seven percent estimated that one in four weren't really honest completely with them so you push it further do patients lie to their doctors well they probably do half-truths to them and i've had very famous patients who told me they didn't inhale or they weren't <laughs> smoking cigars, or they didn't do particular things with other people. And, you know, why do they do that? One of the first lessons we learn in med school, when they teach you how to interview patients, they tell you that when you're diagnosing a patient, over 90% of the diagnosis is based on the history. It's what information you can get from your patient. And we're taught that if you ask a patient, well, how much do you drink? You never ask them a yes or no question. Never say, never ask them, well, do you drink? Because that opens up to yes or no. You give them these open ended questions. So you ask a patient, how much do you drink? And so they'll say, okay, I have a glass of wine every night. Well, we're taught you double that because they're not gonna tell you the absolute truth. So, why do patients hide things from their doctors? Well, most likely they're afraid, right? They're afraid or they want to avoid being scolded or lectured at. They don't want to be judged by their doctor as being a bad patient or immoral. And a lot of times they can fear that, oh, I don't want it in my medical record that I did this. I don't want someone getting my record and reading that I'm on these meds or I've tried these other therapies. Or they're afraid that if I put that in my record, I won't get insurance. I won't get any coverage for that. So what types of things do patients not tell their doctors? Number one is diet. You know, when they said, oh, yeah, I follow a low-calorie, low-fat diet, but how did you gain all this weight? I eat portions correctly. How about exercise? Oh yeah, I exercise all the time. Really? And so you sort of prod there. The other thing they're very hesitant to share details about are sexual issues. And this often happens, they'll, they'll bring up these topics, so to speak. I call that the hand on the doorknob. Presentation. In other words, they'll come in for some unrelated complaint, and as you're talking to them about their knee or their foot or their leg, and they're and you're getting ready to leave and say, "Okay, I think you sprained your ankle, whatever," and as you, and you have your as a doctor, you have your hand on the doorknob. You hear them say, "Oh, by the way, it's the oh, by the way." So, how do you avoid "oh, by the way"? One of the things I do when I perform my annual exams on my patients is I'll say, "Well," Tell me about your sex life. What is that like? And so I'll see how how honest they are, how willing they're willing to share with me about that. <clears throat> so that's important. You know, That's something they're very hesitant to, to share with their doctors. Alternative treatments. Now, people are becoming a little bit more open now about herbs and supplements and their naturopaths, homeopaths, other modalities, and I'm very open to that because I sort of want to know, are you taking any other things that aren't prescription? What over the counter? What herbs? What supplements? I have uh, one patient who does ozone IV therapy, ozone rectal therapy. I have pictures of what happens afterwards. She sends me, which I delete as soon as she sends me those pictures. But they're 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 willing to share those. But not everybody does. Drug use is a biggie. They will not admit, you know, and they're afraid of that. I understand that they're not uh, they will occasionally admit about marijuana because in a lot of states it's okay but they will very hesitant to share about how much marijuana my patients with cancer will ask about uh, THC or cannabinol oil and how much to use but a lot of definitely illicit drug use they don't even go there they don't even mention it the ones who have had positive drug screens at the emergency room for accidents. When you ask them about, gee, it was positive for benzodiazepines or narcotics or amphetamines, they go, I don't know how that got there. Like, okay, well, let's talk about the accident, what led to it. Memory loss is something that that may not be intentionally Avoid it, it's because they forget as they get older. One of the estimates is that half of 80 year olds have dementia, they may keep repeating or they may just forget what medicines they're on or they may not realize they're forgetting. They're forgetting that they're forgetting and unless you have a, a spouse or a companion there or a caretaker say, listen, Mrs. Smith or my husband is forgetting more often, the person with that memory issue is not gonna bring it up. Drinking is, is the other huge issue again it's a very common thing people just don't want to say when they got get drunk that's something they don't brag to their doctor about yeah I this weekend I got wasted I did this <laughs> how'd you fall down how'd you wind up in the ER? even my patients have serious issues regarding that and wind up in the ER they always deny it they said oh I don't drive I said why tell me about the DUI how did that happen And and it makes it really hard so why is it not a good idea to hide this from your doctor well you can really hurt yourself. Definitely if you have a a drug addiction, an alcohol problem, we can help you. We can help you to prevent you from dying from your disease or hurting people or hurting yourself. Uh, An innocent uh, thing that patients will be very hesitant to share with is something like rectal bleeding. A patient who I had several years ago after we diagnosed him with colon cancer, I said, do you remember having had any rectal bleeding? And he said, well, I didn't want to mention it because I thought it was too embarrassed. Didn't think that was a big deal. Not like you're having a heart attack or anything about that. And I really didn't want a rectal exam. I didn't want a colonoscopy. So it's, it's the embarrassment. It's the dread of something uncomfortable, the, the discomfort they don't want to go through. And I think it's part of the I want to avoid the doctor lecturing to me, making me feel like I'm a bad person. I want this appointment done. I uh, don't want the discomfort because a lot of people quit coming to doctor's offices. I'm going to get an uncomfortable situation where I'm being in, you know, interrogated. And then I might go through some pain of getting my blood drawn or my prostate checked. or you know, I don't think I want to do that. And and a lot of times because of that we are equated with discomfort. People don't eagerly say, Oh, I think i feel like I just want to run over and see my doctor right away. I mean, who wants to do that, right? So they tell us, they you know, they want to avoid seeing us unless you really, really have to, or unless they're really worried. And I think what my patients do is when they're worried, they will email me, they'll call me, hey, I have this question. I said, All right, send me the picture of the rash, we can do that if you don't want to come in. The other thing is they don't have enough time. The average doctor's visit in this country is about 18 minutes. And then when you sit down and talk with your doctor, on average, the doctor will interrupt you in about three minutes. So how do you get a word in? How do you feel like you have an open, comfortable conversation? And so I am very blessed because I spend a lot of time with my patients. I can do that with this type of practice. Now, when you look on the other side, when you look at the salon and life with being a hairdresser or being with your hairdresser and your nail tech, I am with my personal beauty team at least every two to three weeks. And that's either from my nails, my facial, my hair to be colored or trimmed or styled like I did today. I want you to know I had my hair done today because it was good treatment. And I really think a lot of ways it was therapeutic for me to have, not be running around, to sit down, to have somebody touch me in a positive, well-meaning manner and to have it about me. Not that we're vain, right? And when you think of your, that compared to your doctor, it's, it's a no-brainer, you'd rather be at the salon. So I look at what I strive for in my practice and that is to spend time with my patients, uninterrupted to be focused on them without inflicting as much pain, i try to avoid that, and to keep the experience positive. And what a great prototype is to look at what people do in the salon industry. People in salons, it's all about making you feel comfortable and welcome and beautiful. And I think that is an incredible thing that perhaps the healthcare industry needs to learn from. What do we learn from our hairdressers and nail techs that we can take away from in terms of customer service and being good to the people we serve? And I think as a physician, I've learned a lot from my hairdresser and my nail tech and my beauty team. And I think I should charge that as a form of study and research because that's my way to reinforce the things I'd like to pass on to my patients. So, I'm going to go to a three-minute break here, and when I come back, I'm going to introduce you to two members of my beauty team. I've got my wonderful hairdresser, Alfonso Gonzalez, here, and my favorite nail technician, Sandra Conklin, from Par excellence salon in Scottsdale, Arizona. So stay tuned and come back for some beautiful few minutes where we're going to be able to talk for another 20 minutes about being good to ourselves and the beauty industry and the remarkable talents and the secrets that these people hear. So stay stay tuned.
2: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
3: Who's your doctor? When I was looking for a doctor, I thought, which person gets the best care of all and whose doctor's credentials are the most carefully reviewed? Well, the answer was obvious who looks after the President of the United States? My doctor is the doctor who is taking care of three presidents and their families, Dr. Connie Mariano.
4: I've heard about her. She's board certified in internal medicine and has been practicing medicine for over 30 years. She was at the White House for over nine years and traveled everywhere with the president.
3: Dr. Connie is available to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week by email, cell phone or Skype. And when I see her in her private office in Scottsdale, she and her staff always treat me like I'm the president.
4: I'm going to call her office now and join her practice.
3: Dr. Connie Mariano, this is the doctor American presidents and their families have trusted with their lives, and I trust you with mine. For information about Dr. Connie Mariano's private practice, you need to visit drcmariano.com.
2: To find out how you can get the same top-of-the-line vitamins taken daily by Olympic athletes, astronauts, and the White House doctor herself, visit applyeveryday.com.
1: us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment.
0: You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's one 1-888- 888 346 You may also send an email to drconnieradio at gmail.com. That's drconnieradio at gmail.com. Now, back to house calls with Dr. Connie.
1: Today is beauty day here at Voice America and the, on the Empowerment Channel. I am with my beauty team, Alfonso Gonzalez and Sandy Conklin from Par Excellence. Before I introduce them, I, I just thought of something really quick. People will say, well, wha- what about the White House? I mean, not that we were going to go political. But during my nine years at the White House, I want you to know that the hairdresser had a very significant role. One of the presidents I took care of, there was a whole issue in the media that he was getting a haircut on Air Force One on the tarmac in L.A. And so that was a big brouhaha when that was happening with the hairdresser. Uh, The first lady I took care of... uh, had her hairdresser, Isabel, who's wonderful, travel with her everywhere. And definitely for First Ladies, it's important to have a good hair day. You can be wearing this fabulous gown, but everybody looks at your hair and and they judge you by that. So go figure that one out. But I am blessed to have two of you here today. As I mentioned, Alfonso did my hair, so I'm having a good hair day. My nails need a little work, so I should be in to see Janet Next week. But let me tell you about Gonz- uh, and Alfonso Gonzalez. He's been a part of the Par Excellence company for over 17 years, where he's served as the artistic director, education director, and salon manager for Par Excellence DC Ranch in North Scottsdale. That is uh, the salon we love. He has also owned and managed Par Excellence Cityscape in downtown Phoenix, so he is a businessman. Both as an owner, director, and stylist, he's worked there. He's developed a reputation in the industry for his amazing skills styling the hairs of celeb celebrities as well as cheerleaders. It's totally commitment, total commitment to the industry. He's also a master colorist and travels to such exotic places as Fargo to teach uh, how to do coloring of the hair by Wella. He's led photo shoots and runway shows for such companies and publications as Saks Fifth Avenue, Barrett Jackson, 944 Magazine, the Arizona Arthritis Foundation, and the IONAZ Magazine. In addition, he has been the official lead stylist for the Phoenix Suns Dance Team. I bet you he can tell us lots of secrets. The Arizona Rattlers Sidewinders Dance Team and the Phoenix Mercury Hip Hop Squad. He is the brand educator with the well-known product line Wella and he prides himself in sharing the craft of great hairstyling hi Alfonso thanks for being here today you wanna to say hello
5: yes hi thank you for having me
1: I'm so happy to be here it's great to have yeah. you we're sitting beside you as your sidekick Sandy Conklin and you've worked together what about 17 years, 15 years now? As long
5: as I've been at the salon, yeah. Wow. Mm
1: -hmm. Sandy has always worked in some form of customer service. And when you meet her, you'll know why, because she has a great personality. She makes you smile. She has the most amazing stories. You just feel good whenever you see Sandy, right? From the airline industry to owning and operating both a restaurant and a nine-chair nail salon, she finally planted her feet, and she has a thing for feet, at Par excellence for the last (laughs) 23 years. Well, wow, you were like seven, right? Yep. She loves what she does because, after all, who doesn't love nails? You got you to gotta go to the nails. She has had over 300 hours of nail technician education, including CND, creative nail design, nail art education, jealousy gel nails training, back scratchers, fiberglass training, just to name a few. I love these names. She was even an instructor for Light Concepts Nail. So when Sandy was asked what service she likes to perform the most, she says that pedicure is her favorite thing to do. She says, I love happy feet. Hi, Sandy. Thanks for being here today. Hi, Dr. Mariana. Nice to be here. Thank you. I'm just so happy to be you know, You guys have such great energy. Can But you've you've done other things in your life, so many things, not just the the industry of making women and men beautiful. Alfonso, you told me one time about being in the banking industry.
5: Yeah, you know, this is my second career. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the first career that I did, I was in banking for 10 years right out of high school. So, yeah, go from, you know, right to left brain. Is that Yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. So um, yeah, I started doing that, and it was really interesting to go transition from that to you know to what I do now, which I absolutely love. What made you transition? Uh, You know, I I think I always had it in me. You know, um, growing up as a kid, uh, I would always style my mom's hair at home. You know, and um, mom and dad are big-time partiers still, um, and uh, so they would always, um, I would always style my mom's hair, and I think that was what, it was always in me, you know? So you
1: had that gift early yeah, on. Yeah,
5: yeah, and I had a friend that went to hair school, and the moment I walked in, I was like, oh my God, this is what I want to do. Well, I literally you? went home and said, I want to go to hair school. So
1: for the people out there who might be interested in be a hairstylist, can you sort of walk us through what
5: the training is to be a hairstylist? It's full-time, about a year. So in Arizona, you have to have clocked in 1600 hours. So um, each state is different, but for us here in Arizona, it's a it's it's like a year, you know, gig type thing. So, so, you, so.
1: you go to class, they uh-huh. tell you all the basics, hair yeah. care, you know, yeah. they show you yeah. how to do hair, and then do you have, like, you practice on people?
5: Practice on people, practice on the doll heads, you know? The first day of hair school, um, it was like, okay, here are your scissors, you're gonna do a haircut. I'm like, what? I don't even know how to hold my scissors. So, yeah, it's they you go through the basic training, but it doesn't end there, just like, in in every field, you know, you continue your education. That's why I got into, you know, um, working with Wella, because it's, you're constantly learning.
1: Amazing. And well, you know, sitting beside you, you know, I have talked to Sandy and I see her a lot and she's been busy, you know, not only with your personal life, because you have been so busy raising your children and now your grandson having taken care of your late father, but trying to fit that in with, with your work,
6: how, how did you get into the salon industry and, and working with nails? Well, when I was younger, my mother owned a wig salon. So I was always around the hair industry. And then with my many different careers that I've had, when I was in the airline industry, I was getting my nails done. And I went to art school when I was younger and I was watching the nail technicians do the acrylic and I thought, geez, I can do that. I mean, that looks really simple. So when I was in the airline industry, the flight attendants would get off the plane, they'd have broken nails, it would be 11 o'clock at night, and I'd say, well, I can fix that. So I started fixing them at the airport. So then one day I was uh, driving down the road with my husband and I said, you know, I wanna open a nail salon. And he looked at me like, really? <laughs> and I said, Yeah, in the neighborhood. So we picked out a storefront, and as soon as we got the storefront, I threw myself into school. And in Wisconsin, it's three hundred hours, and uh, went to school, graduated, opened up my nail salon, hired eight of my girls that I went to school with, and started my nail salon. Was it successful? Yes, a lot very. Of people mm-hmm. go very. Through? Yes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I I love it. And so then we moved. My husband's uh, business moved us to Arizona. And uh, I was a client of Par excellence, And they kept saying, come work here. And I went, geez, I don't know if I can work for anybody. I've always been my own boss. When I talked to Donna, she said, start out part-time. So I did. And I've been there for 23 years. It's like and, uh, a family, isn't it? Is. It is. We're a big family. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And any mm-hmm. family's got excitement and drama and love and all that. That's, that's normal. Oh, one of the questions Andrew posed is, what is Wella?
5: Can oh, Wella, can yes, tell us thank us about you. Yeah, Wella, Wella is uh, a hair color company. So they primarily, um, you know, th- it's the color that we use at the salon. Uh, and um, yeah, they've been around for over 130 years. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's the color line that we use at the salon.
1: When I think of all your clients, because when I come and get my hair done or my nails done, I look around and there's a variation definitely in the ages. Can you sort of share like what your typical patient is like or let's say your youngest to your oldest? What, what do you see? I throughout? love
5: how you're so in it um, patient uh, to us <laughs> where they're clients, <laughs> 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 but I got it. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, age range. Gosh, I, you know, I've been doing, uh, I've been there at the salon for 17 years. So I've seen my clients grow. You know, I mean, I I start with with the mom's hair, the dad's hair, and then they bring in the, the kid. Um, I I've done so many first you know haircuts uh, for for little kids, and then now they're in college. You know, so it's really um, you see the full circle come around. So I they're as young as babies. You oh, know wow. that I've that I've cut their first haircuts. Oh you know? And my it's gosh. it's the cutest thing you to see. You keep know? their hair. Yeah. keep their hair. And of course, mom and dad are they videoing everything. And yeah. yeah reaching down and grabbing the hair from the floor so it's cool yeah how about you Sandy for nails
6: maybe three moms are getting their hair done they bring their little kids in and if we've got time we'll put polish on their nails oh you know so we start out young and like Alfonso said they usually bring in their kids and we grow up with them and they grew up with us so uh, I have a client that started with me 23 years ago and I've gone through her whole entire life and from from uh, marriages to divorces to breast cancer and uh, it's just it's amazing the the people that you meet in state. So they do they tell
1: you, you everything? To, oh, can you share? Now don't I know you have a code of ethics. You don't reveal the names, as we know. You're very com- like you may be taking care of the wife and the mistress and the you oh, know, various yes. people. <laughs> yeah. But can you just share a few of the interesting things that raise your eyebrows, your your waxed eyebrows, whenever you hear from <laughs> your patient? Know,
5: right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What have we heard? We we hear so much. Like you were saying earlier about um you know you were saying that you uh, it's a it's an average of about 18 minutes that you're you know a doctor is with their patient for us we're we're usually with them for at least a minimum of about a half hour and on you mm-hmm. know so we hear a lot you know as soon as you touch somebody it's 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 open game. We're we're <laughs> we're yeah we're the cheapest part of therapy. I think that's out there. And we are we are their therapists. Yeah.
6: I mean, when they sit down, they tell you about affairs that they've had. They tell you about who they've been sleeping with. We don't know them, you know. So they they figure they can just unload everything.
5: They do, and I think it's almost because they yeah we don't know who they're talking about right you know and it's like they get it off their chest right you know mm-hmm. they're like oh and like you were saying you know they know your patients don't tell you uh that they got drunk but they'll, they'll tell, tell us, us. that <laughs> they lost a shoe that night you know <laughs> yeah. that they were out partying so yeah you know they don't hold anything back That's you right. know you
1: don't have any records you just sit and listen yeah. and, and listen yeah. and yeah. they just w- have you ever given advice to any of your clients?
5: Oh, of course, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and I don't know if it's the, ever the best, you know, but I'm like, yeah, leave that, SOB, you know, <laughs> but you know, I, yeah, you do. And, but sometimes it's like, I don't know what to say, but I'll just listen. Do you we ever know. tell
1: them you ought to see a therapist or you ought to tell your doctor about this? We or just tell
6: them that they've got some cheap therapy here. We're their okay. therapist. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes they it's listen. like,
5: yeah, you do have an issue. You should see somebody. Right. So.
6: <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it, you just have to listen. If they're grieving, if they've lost someone, yeah. then you just sit and listen to yeah. what they have to say. And they, they cry in your chair. Mm-hmm. You know. So, yeah, you go from sadness to happiness. You know. Yeah, you get to share that experience,
1: experience with them. Yes.
5: Yeah, that allows them to share with you. Mm-hmm. You were talking about the youngest and the oldest, I mean, because we've had clients that have passed, you yeah. know. Yes. So, you know, you deal with that as well. You know, I mean, like Sandy was saying, them crying, you know. I mean, I've gone in several days early just to style someone's hair because they were going to a funeral, funeral. you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, Yeah.
1: Oh boy, that's amazing! Can you share some of the secrets they share? I mean, you talked a little, okay. little bit. What is like the most outrageous thing they've shared with you?
5: Uh let's see. I'm trying to think if there was a. Um, well, I can yeah, think of one time. Sandy's we, got some Yeah, no, but one time,
6: in on the hair floor, the wife was in the salon and she was talking about her husband was having an affair, and at the same time, the mistress was in the salon too, and we happened to know that they both were with the same gentleman, So we had to keep them separated and not let them know that the girlfriend was on one side of the salon <laughs> and the whole wife was on the other side of the salon. also
1: they'd be pulling each other's hair out. Yeah. That would really ruin the hair. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah.
6: And for, for things that happen in the salon, I've had people I haven't had a woman put her toes in my mouth one time.
1: Her toes in your mouth? mouth,
6: Yes, when we were were doing a (laughs) pedicure. At the time we were doing our pedicures uh, kind of on the floor. And um, she had been coming to me for about 10 years and must have had a love-hate relationship Uh. with me. So uh, after um, several very insulting times with her. We were having a conversation and she asked me a question and I answered it and she pulled her foot up and stuck her toes in my mouth. <sighs> I stood up then at that point and said, You know, we're finished. Oh. <laughs> I'm firing you as a client. <laughs> you can do that, right? Can
1: yes. You, can you fire, have you yes. fired anybody else? Yes. Really? What, what did you fire them for?
6: Um, well, I had a. Foot qu- in the mouth is not a good thing. No, yeah. I had another client. Well, she, she just was absolutely crazy and just i couldn't deal i couldn't deal with her so walked her up shook her hand said thank you very much mm-hmm. but i can no longer do you so yeah two two
5: clients in yeah. 23 years that's, that's not too still
1: bad pretty good how about you alfonso have you ever fired anybody
5: no i must like the crazy no <laughs> hey, I what never does that have. say about me i know right <laughs> oh, i don't know <laughs> no i haven't haven't gotten to that point yet i love them it's almost like you are what you attract so i crazy <laughs> but you
1: know what, one of the things we talked about that you're in your client's space and do you think that's part of it that makes them open up that you're touching their hair. You're you know, as a hairstylist, you're one of the few people other than for loved ones that can touch someone reach over and touch someone's hair. Touch their head. Totally. And you holding their hands, you know?
5: It's so intimate. Yeah, you know, it's it really is. what it is. You know, so, it's 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 very personal. You yeah. know, you are in their bubble, you know. Yeah. And sometimes people don't like to be in other people's bubble, but we get in your bubble. So uh, <laughs> that's and I, your think, job. I yes. think that's what it is. Yeah, I you think know. so to enter
6: your bubble. Do they yeah, train so. you that that nope. way to do it, or you just learn it over well, time? Well they do in school tell you that it's all about when you're learning you're learning it's all about the client and you're you're supposed to just listen to them but they don't train you about the therapy that you're going to (laughs) be hearing the things that you're going to hear and that you're going to
5: experience Mm -hmm. and yeah it really
1: is therapy you know your own way to cheer people up and just the fact that you're just there to listen it is letting them share with
5: that it is I
1: think it's it's so therapeutic in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways you always feel good afterwards right yeah
5: you do and I mean for me as far as like hair you know I'm My job also is to kind of educate them and also, like, look at their hair. I mean, I had a guy the other day, a client, and I said, why is this spot in the back of your head? It's Mm -hmm. getting bigger. Alopecia. Like, you know, he has hair loss. Yeah. And I said, you need to do something about this. You know, let's (laughs) talk about this. But I'm like, that's my job to tell you about it, you know. And he's like, oh, my God, thanks so much. So
1: that's amazing. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I'm going to ask you, any beauty secrets that you can pass on to our listeners, male or female, how to stay young, beautiful looking for a long time? And the other is what can you teach doctors and healthcare workers about making it a better interaction with their patients so that patients will be willing to share secrets and not hide things from us? So stay tuned for some really good beauty secrets and ways that the hairdressers and nail techs can teach. The healthcare industry. So stay tuned, folks.
4: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new
2: shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. To find out how you can get the same top-of-the-line vitamins taken daily by Olympic athletes, astronauts, and the White House doctor herself, visit applyeveryday.com. Who's
4: your doctor?
3: When I was looking for a doctor, I thought, which person gets the best care of all and whose doctor's credentials are the most carefully reviewed? Well, the answer was obvious. Who looks after the President of the United States? My doctor is the doctor who is taking care of three presidents and their families, Dr. Connie Mariana.
4: I've heard about her. She's board certified in internal medicine and has been practicing medicine for over 30 years. She was at the White House for over nine years and traveled everywhere with the president.
3: Dr. Connie is available to me 24 hours a day, seven days a week by email, cell phone or Skype. And when I see her in her private office in Scottsdale, she and her staff always treat me like I'm the president.
4: I'm going to call her office now and join her practice.
3: Dr. Connie Mariano, this is the doctor American presidents and their families have trusted with their lives, and I trust you with mine. For information about Dr. Connie Mariano's private practice, you need to visit drcmariano.com.
2: Our nation's educational system is undergoing constant change as technology and society are redefining the system as we have known it. On Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton, we provide parents with the resources they need to understand and become a part of the educational experience for their children. Through engaging guests, news, interactive discussions, and innovative ideas, it's everything that parents should know about school. Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
0: You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1 346 9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Connie Radio at gmail.com. That's drconnie at gmail.com. Now, back to house calls with Dr. Connie.
1: We've been spending the last hour here in studio with Alfonso Gonzalez and Sandy Conklin from Par Excellence Salon. I don't know who's running the salon. I know Don is handling it right <laughs> now, but. I I pulled them away from their busy work to see if they can help us out, share secrets from their careers and and all the clients they've had. And they've had some great stories. And I know they've had reality shows about this. It just makes interesting stories because people are very interesting. What came to mind was one of my patients who had lymphoma, The way she found out about her lymphoma, she was getting a massage, and her massage therapist felt a lump above her clavicle, above her collarbone, said, you need to get this checked out. And sure enough, she had lymphoma. Nobody would have ever known that. Or I've heard stories of hairdressers finding moles on the neck or on the face and said, you ought to get that looked at. And and then they wind up having melanoma. So you're sort of the extension. You really are a lot of ways healthcare, <laughs> mental health extensions. Not eyelash, oh great use of word, right? You are healthcare ex- extensions because you're the eyes and ears and the touch of of taking care of people. Are there beauty secrets that you can share that 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 you've seen through your career that work?
5: Sure. Well, for me at least, I think one of the secrets uh that I do, I think, just subconsciously when I'm talking to clients, is really taking into consideration like uh, what's gonna fit them, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and their face shape, you know, just to give you an example. Um, really, uh, because sometimes what we get uh, a lot of is like, what's the trend? What's going on? What's, what's new? And if you tell them, okay, what's well, a short blonde pixie haircut? Do you want that? You know, um, so it's it's almost like you have to think uh, you have to go to the right person, right? The right stylist that's going to make sure that 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 look is going to look good on you. Right. So that's why with uh, with color and with cutting, for me at least, um, the secret it for me is making sure that it fits them. You know, I mean, subconsciously, what I do with you, Doctor Connie, mm-hmm. is um, I place the color in a certain way so that it highlights your face mm-hmm. and um, gives you um, it's it's called it's contouring. You know, just like with makeup. That's what I do with cutting and coloring. Um, But also, um, you know, secrets could be anything from not washing your hair every day, using great products, um, dry shampoos. Uh, Those are great to give you some nice volume. I like using a dry shampoo uh, instead of hairspray after like Mm. a blowout. Uh You know, because sometimes your hair is so clean that it doesn't do anything. So you want to get it kind of clean, dirty. (laughs) <laughs> and that's the best uh, a solution, I think, is using a dry shampoo. But, you know, just getting on a regimen. I think that's the biggest secret is, you know, getting on a routine. You know, for men, it's like every four weeks, you know, making sure that they look good. If, you know, if they look good, then their wives are happy. So, uh, you know, got to make everybody happy. So I think uh, getting on a routine is probably the biggest secret.
1: Mm -hmm. I like that. How about you, Sandy? What are your secrets to the folks out there?
6: Well, some of the secrets are you should always wear sunscreen on your hands. Most people forget about that. And your hands age. If you are using a gel product and going under UV light, make sure you put sunscreen on before. Um, Cuticle oil. Mm. You should always use cuticle oil. It helps with your your skin around your nails. And then I'm going to use a non-product secret. If you have bad calluses. Distilled white vinegar. Oh wow! Put it in a tub, soak your feet for about 10 minutes, rinse them off, and you'll start having soft baby feet. It gets rid of the calluses. Um, and the other thing is, just remember that your nails are jewels, not tools, and uh, keep them from you know using them as a scraper or a screwdriver. And get a manicure once every weak if you can, and to prolong your uh, polish. If you're using a sunscreen or you're putting makeup on and your polish gets dull, mm-hmm. take a little alcohol, rubbing alcohol, and wipe it off. It'll bring the shine right back up on your nails. Wow.
1: Those if are they good. get dull, yeah. 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 That's mm-hmm. really good advice. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So give me some advices that, that you would give to doctors and healthcare professionals how care professionals Im- how we can improve our ways so that patients open up better to us.
5: What do you think, Sandy? I think...
6: uh Well, I think when you go into a doctor's office, like you said, they have 18 minutes, and you guys are professional, and most people are intimidated by doctors. Mm. So they they know that they're on a short time frame with you, so they're kind of afraid to take up any of your time. When they're with us, They've got all the time in the world, and we're kind of on an equal playing field Mm -hmm. with them. We're not the professional doctor. We're just kind of just like them. So they can open up and tell us whatever they want to. So I think they're I, intimidated.
5: Yeah, I, yeah. going along with that, I feel like it's, it's, it is very clinical, you know, to go to a doctor. You're just like, oh, my God, I'm so scared. What's going to happen? You know, <laughs> whereas with us, we make it more of a, maybe a comfy environment, you know, um, at least when I go to my doctor, I know she tries to, you know, engage me. So it makes me feel better. So um, I like that, you know, as far as just, you know, I know I'm going to poke you and I'm going to, you know hug and pull and whatever but you know let's have a little chat of like mm. how's it going how are you you know right. you know things warm like up that a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah kind of warm me up before you stick your thing in my ear wow <laughs>
1: those are really those are really it's true it's really good <laughs> advice i i'm really fortunate i have one of those practices that a routine acute care visits 30 minutes or as long as they need mm-hmm. and then their annual exam i block 90 minutes to Sometimes two hours if they're new great. patients. And a lot of that time is just getting to know them, talk to them. I give them advice, like if they've just moved to town, I said, well, who does your hair? Yeah. <laughs> who does your nails? So I've been able to do that. And I really believe it's, it's really based on, you know, how do you get a great relationship? Because I always call it my star principle. Think of the star, the letters in the word star. It's about service. It's about trust. It's about access, and it's about relationship. And if you're a business person, there are two RRs, and that's revenue, because you want to make money in your business, and it's reputation. What do people say about you? But you know, if you're trying to have a good relationship, if you have, over time, frequent encounters, that's your setup for a relationship, but how do you go from good to great is lots of positive encounters, lots and lots of those encounters over time. So in order that happen, You know, and you've both proven that with frequent visits and positive relationships. And what you do really is provide well-being to your clients. And I think it's great. I think that what you do, and I always enjoy coming to see you all because you're the highlight. You're my, in a lot of ways, a transfusion for the ego because it's one of those times that's like, okay, it's about me. I don't want to be vain, but this is my time for them. Focus on me. I can Uh be the diva. That's Okay. That's, that's what makes me, makes me feel good, but it's about that positive interaction, that positive human contact, and you are great at what you do because you make people feel good. Not only do you do good work that's visible, you can see someone's hair, and you know, having a good hair day is a lot. You know, you have days that you're like, oh, I don't even want to go out and put a bag over my head, and definitely you know, people look at your hands like, oh, what happened to you? I mean, so definitely that is a huge thing in terms of your well-being, and then that space that you're in their personal space And that's very sacred, that that you're in that space and you enter it, you know, with respect. And then that they're able to open to you all their secrets, which I think, in a lot of ways, is an honor. Very few people can do that. And the fact that as a caring human being, it matters to people. Oh, those little things matter that it says a lot. In a lot of ways, it's an honor that your clients can cry. It can open up and cry and then feel better. They may not even remember what you did. They may not, you know, I remember when I get my nails done, I don't remember watching. I just remember talking, you mm-hmm. know, and and, and that go-between be, between the discussion. So when I think of the theme of this show and about how we take care of others, it also goes back to taking care of ourselves, that people say, well, you know, are you vain? It's not about vanity. It's about love of yourself and, and taking care of yourself, your appearance, your energy, your well-being, it's about grooming yourself and and really being good to your body and your self image, and as doctors, I think for us it's very sobering. In a lot of ways, we're sort of jealous that our patients have closer relationships with their technician, their hairstylist, and it's a it's an outlet. You know, and definitely if you have people who you really worry about mental status, you say you know you ought to share that with your doctor because you know our job as doctors is not to judge. We're not supposed to judge. I think what happens in typical healthcare now is because people, other doctors, unlike my practice, other docs are so cramped for time, they just don't have enough time to, to, to sit and listen and be caring. And a lot of t- things that I do in my 90 minutes, let's say with an exam, is talk to them and I ask them questions. I have the luxury of interviewing them and and I've been very blessed and they have been, as many of these patients, are so very wealthy and I say, alright, so what would make life better? Tell me about your life. What would make it better? And and just to be able to to be in that space not to judge to watch your tone not to be preachy or judgmental you know obviously we can't condone habits of self-harm of smoking of drinking to excess or doing drugs but the things that we can guide people and say you know how can I help you are there any organic or real medical reasons that may be causing your condition how can we help with that but really, you know, I, my, my prescription for, pa- for patients, for listeners out there is when you talk to your doctor, be honest. You know, don't be afraid because it can really help you. It can help solve a, a condition that you may come up later that would be very difficult to treat and that can really in the end cause death. And that, that happens that you ignored something, yet you're something you'd be willing to share with someone else. And then it came up again, that issue may may take your life away. And it's about really being good to yourself. We all have these to-do lists that we go through life and through the day, and it's about taking care of our partner, our spouse, our kids, our business. But at the end of the day, you find out, gee, I'm like the last thing on the to-do list. And sometimes it can make you resentful. Like, why am I always the last? How come I have to sacrifice this? And so you have to say, listen, I gotta really put myself up to the top of it because if I'm not on my game, other people will suffer so many people rely on me and if I don't if I'm not in a good mood or I having a bad day it just filters down to other people and impacts so many people and you know it can make it worse for everybody so it is actually conducive to the health of others that you feel good because a lot of people rely on it so in the end it's really about taking care of yourselves being good to ourselves and in the end our loved ones benefit the people around us But before we wrap this up in the next few minutes, I I just want to go back to Alfonso and Sandy. And is there any message you'd like to share with our listeners out there?
6: Mm. Hmm. Well, to take care of yourself. But why don't we put pedicures and hairdressers in doctor's offices and then you'll hear all the good stuff. (laughs) Hey, that's a great
5: (laughs) idea. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I know. It's almost like as a patient, pretend that your doctor is your hairstylist or your (laughs) nail tech, (laughs) you know? yeah i don't know i think it's just a matter like you said uh you know just taking care of yourself and Mm -hmm. making yourself a priority i like that you said that you know when you come into the salon it's it's all about you it really is you know and i think that's why people feel so comfortable with us because it's all about them you know we we put on a show for them and that's you know we're just an outlet and we're we're like there as as a tool to make them pretty you know uh male or female you know So.
1: It's so true. You know, I watch having followed three presidents over nine years and the impact of other people saying, oh my gosh, look who's in the room. Oh my gosh, That's special attention. And it's your attention. To, you make someone feel so important. My theme for my practice when I, the people who work with me say, I tell them, you treat every patient as though he or she were the president of the United States. You make, you give them the respect, but the care and the attention. So when I'm, talking with the patient in my office at the phone rings, I don't answer it. I mean, I, I pretty much silence it. I said, no, you're the most important person here. It's all about you. And to, and to have that attention and that respect, I think people miss that. And I think when they come to see a salon, they go there, the very act of that interaction of being respectful, paying attention, validating their presence means so much. It's so therapeutic without giving a pill or, I mean, in itself, your, your treatment is the treatment. To help them mm-hmm. to boost their energy and make them feel wonderful it
5: is mm-hmm. that's the goal yeah, for them mm-hmm. to to feel much better from you know leaving from when they came in absolutely
1: <laughs> well thank you for being here today and thank you all for listening make sure you take care of yourself and be good to yourself you deserve it so god bless and have a great rest of the week
0: thank you again for joining us this week for house calls with dr connie mariano We'll be back next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a terrific week.